0: Leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ, part of Night Vision each weeknight, details at vision.org.au. The story This day has got a message, and it's, it's teaching us something. And that's why it is a good Friday because it is a good message. It's the day that proclaims God's purpose in demonstrating. His amazing grace and love for a world of sinners and and redeeming guilty and hell-bound souls through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to a special Good Friday edition of The Story. Well, for us Christians, Easter is arguably the most special time of the year when we remember Christ's sacrifice for us on the cross at Calvary and, of course, his resurrection three days later. But you have to say, as Fridays go, Good Friday seems a pretty odd name when you look at what happened on that day. Matt G's put this point to Pastor Aaron Morgan a while back. And we should mention that Pastor Aaron has passed away since this was recorded, but we're happy that we can share his timeless wisdom on such an important topic one more time. Also, we want to say thank you to his family who are happy for it to be rebroadcast. So let's get right to today's topic. Here's Matt Gs and Pastor Aaron Morgan discussing, why is it called Good Friday?
0: Yes, well, it's an interesting question what's good about Good Friday. And there are obviously uh, two sides to the way that we look at the day in question. I understand that in the Greek Coptic Church, it's known as Holy or Great Friday, which has a lot going for it Mm. because some scholars argue that good is really a corruption of God and that the early Christians commemorating the appalling event that that day brings to her uh, attention, they called it God's Friday. That's most interesting. Now, when you look back to that day when Jesus was crucified and look at it only as to its outward spectacle, whether judicially or, or physically, then we might say it was anything but good. And a reading in Matthew's Gospel, we see his incredible account when Jesus is brought before Pilate by the Jews who demanded to execute him. And he inquired, well, what evil has he done? Mm. Even Pilate's wife, she was troubled by a dream that she had had the previous night, and she referred to Jesus as a just man. That is, that he was a righteous person that didn't deserve the sentence of death being demanded. And in Matthew's Gospel, we read that the chief priests then and the elders, they persuaded the multitude that they should ask to release Barabbas and destroy Jesus. And this is where, of course, Pilate again asks the question, what what shall I do then with Jesus, who is called Christ? And they all say to him, let him be crucified. Isn't it interesting <laughs> when
2: you look at that? And you think about well, okay, here's Pilate. He's uh, you know a senior public fisher, He's a senior politician, if you like, um, being pressured by the religious leaders to do something that he says. Well, hold on a sec. No, there's there's nothing in our law, nothing in Roman law that says this guy's done anything wrong. He hasn't said anything against the state. He hasn't said that he's going to overthrow Caesar. So you know what you want. Is a religious thing. It's, it's got nothing to do with me. But he ended up having to cave into the religious leaders of the day.
0: Yeah, but don't forget what he said when they demanded his execution. All right, he said, uh, he took some water and he, he washed his hands before them all. And he said, listen, as for me, I'm innocent of the blood of this just man. Uh, it's over to you. And to that, of course, the unrestrained and unrestrainable crowd of people responded, well, his blood be upon us. and on our children, mm. and so 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 looking back on that day purely in terms of justice, this was a violation, even a mockery of human justice. So that we wouldn't say that, looking at it in those terms, mm. that it was a good Friday. Mm.
2: But then you get into the mm. the deeper things. You, you sort of have to look a little bit behind the scenes, if you like, and and understand a little bit more about what God was doing on this particular day, and and more so than that, what God was doing through Christ and how it all played out and the fact that there's a few little nuances when you read some of the different gospel accounts as to what was going on. You know, Matthew gives great detail. Luke Luke has a, a different perspective again and gives you a few other little tidbits that you have to think, well, oh, well, that's interesting. And the way it all plays out in the end, it, it's almost like in one part it's the end but it's also the beginning.
0: Oh, absolutely. And this is where it's wonderful to see how the gospel writers do bring their accounts. Some emphasize some aspects of it more than others, but at the end of it, they're leading up to the climax of not only the death, but the resurrection of Christ. And then the apostles later taking this message and Paul saying that here's the gospel. Jesus died He was buried, and he was raised from the dead. And on the day of Pentecost, you have Peter who speaks to the great crowd who was celebrating Passover in Jerusalem, coming from all nations. And he says, listen, God has ordained this. Though you are not excused, you are responsibility in that you with wicked hands have taken and crucified him. It's interesting, while we call that day of crucifixion Good Friday, it's a term that is really peculiar to the English language. What I found was that in German, for instance, it's called Karfreitag, Freitag being Friday, Mm -hmm. and the car part of it being a compound word. I understand that that now is an obsolete word from which we have our English word, care, in the sense of cares, and wars. And so it meant morning. So in the German, it is literally morning Friday. But then, as a Welshman, may I say that we have our own language, and the Friday in Welsh is "Dydd Gwener. And Good Friday should be "Dydd Gwener Dha. But it's not Good Friday in our language is Deith Gwener Groglith. And I was interested in looking perhaps a little further into my own language because Groglith does have in view the crucifixion. So it's the Friday of crucifixion. But more than that, that word Groglith, it literally is the lesson of the crucifixion. And I like that Mm. because it's saying this day has got a message and it's it's teaching us something and that's why it is a good Friday because it is a good message it's the day that proclaims God's purpose in demonstrating his amazing grace and love for a world of sinners and and redeeming guilty and hell-bound souls through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we know, of course, that we are looking back today, 2,000 years, mm. to uh, the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. It is a historic time for us at Easter. But you know, it's not just an old story, like in history of many of the great men who have uh, arisen and uh, have died, and just look back to them and remember them for certain things they did. The resurrection of Christ relates to us now, because what we must ever bear in mind is this, that the death and resurrection of Christ, they're of eternity, not just time. Yes, the redeeming work of Jesus took place in time on that cross. There's two things we have to keep before us. One, the plan of salvation itself was conceived in the mind of a loving God before time. He is Jesus is spoken of as the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. This was something planned by God before man sinned even. And secondly, it will never be forgotten because throughout those ages of eternity to come when God will have consummated all things that he has decreed for Christians of all ages have this hope of eternal life in heaven and we read in the book of Revelation that there is an inspiring anthem that rings out loud through those courts of glory which the redeemed will sing in worshipful celebration of what God did for us through his Son. That great, great anthem. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to redeem us. Christians around the world this Easter weekend will be worshipping the Lamb of God who were slain from the foundation of the world. I often like to think of not just Easter celebrations, but even our Sunday worship when we break bread in remembrance of that death and resurrection, that they are but rehearsals for that eternal and never-ending age of glory in the presence of God.
2: It constantly reminds us of the fact that we worship a God who is a creator, who has created the earth, who has created the time, has created everything, Mm. and that this
0: message is timeless. When we talk about creation, of course, we know that he created man. And the sad thing is that whilst God created man without sin so that there was this first period where there was no sin, sadly, man disobeyed. He rebelled against God and sin entered into the world, and death by sin. Only God knows the extent of sin. That is why it's only God who could provide atonement for that sin. If Christ did not rise from the dead, there's a number of crucial and disturbing factors. And Paul, of course, he brings this to our attention in 1 Corinthians 15. He says that if Christ had not died and had not risen from the dead... Then the preaching of every Christian pastor and preacher is an empty formality. He says that whatever be the confession of faith as a Christian, it's utterly valueless. In fact, if Christ has not died and risen from the dead, Scripture is shown to be completely unreliable, even dishonest. And we who preach this word of God, we are really false witnesses. But also... If Jesus had not been raised from the dead, then forgiveness and victory over sin is an unrealizable ideal. Paul says we would still be in our sins. There would be no hope of salvation, no hope of being at peace with God, no assurances you, Matt, and I have today of eternal and daily victory over sin. But Paul says, now is Christ risen from the dead. (laughs) That makes all the difference. So let me just drop three things before we conclude today. Christ's word is vindicated by the resurrection. God's work in and through Christ is guaranteed to us and to all who will believe. There are many who are listening to us today who have never come to a place of personal and sincere faith in Christ they may be religious, but they've never understood what it means to acknowledge that they are sinners, but that their sin has been dealt with by Christ and its penalty he took on himself. And now, coming to him in faith, knowing that we have nothing to merit that salvation as of ourselves, but that we look only to God in Christ to save us, the Holy Spirit bears witness with us that we have been accepted by God. And we have this marvelous assurance now. I said Christ's word is vindicated. Christ's work is guaranteed. And Christ's worth is enhanced because not only is he just a good man, a worthy humanitarian, a wonderful example, we now see Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as more than that. He becomes the true saviour and the friend of sinners. If the cross were all that there was, and no resurrection, then Jesus would simply be a wonderful martyr. But since he has risen from the dead, he is a wonderful saviour.
1: That was Matt G's chatting with the late Pastor Aaron Morgan. And it was great to hear his wisdom on why today is called Good Friday and why the Easter story is so much more than just another story. Once again, we want to say a special thank you to Aaron's family for allowing us to rebroadcast this interview so we can all learn from Pastor Morgan's timeless insights on such an important topic. We'll end today with this Easter prayer. Lord, you love this world so much that you gave your one and only son that we might be called your children too. Help us to live in the gladness and grace of Easter Sunday every day. Let us have hearts of thankfulness for your sacrifice and for our salvation. Help us to walk in that mighty grace and tell your good news to all the world. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for this special Good Friday edition of the story I'm Jimmy Colfax, wishing you and your family a blessed Resurrection Sunday. Next time on The Story.
0: Generally, I feel very much a part of the Papua New Guinean people now. Yeah. I'm very comfortable there, but it's those times where I catch myself thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not, not really actually like one, one of one them, of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I feel a bit <laughs> sad about that. But yeah, yeah well. that gets, catches me right now.
1: Madonna Yates does the challenging work of Bible translation with New Tribes Mission in Papua New Guinea. She'll share the impact they are having on the local culture and the impact it's having on her life as well. That and more next time. The Story, story. just another way vision is connecting faith to life. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you.